Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of To God Be the Glory podcast. I am your host, Pastor Brian Woods, and I am looking forward to finishing John chapter 1. And uh, we have learned in this chapter about the deity of Christ. We've learned about the witness who is John the Baptist. We have learned about those who reject him, and that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. We have learned more about uh, witnesses and, and beholding Jesus. Today we're going to learn about pointing uh, people to Jesus. And so we're going to get started here, but I'm going to start with a word of prayer before we get into the lesson. Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have here today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we can be witnesses to those who are listening. May souls be saved. May Christians be stirred. We ask this in Jesus' holy and righteous name. Amen. So we are looking here in John chapter 1. And if you have your Bibles with you and you're able to, uh, if you're not driving or if you're at home or if you're doing something, if you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 1, verse 35. And I will let you know, I do read from the King James. Uh, but we're just going to uh, dig deep into this. We'll try to dig into this and, and to see what the Lord has for you today. That uh, So verse 35, it says, Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. So we see the first person pointing somebody to Jesus is none other than John the Baptist. Notice how John the Baptist, with his humi humility, points his own disciples to Jesus. John the Baptist and two of his disciples are together. And John the Baptist has been teaching and preaching about one to come. He has been the voice crying out in the wilderness of, about Jesus' coming. And finally, when Jesus has come, this is the second time you'll find that John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. The first time he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This time he's saying, Just behold the Lamb of God. He is pointing his two disciples to Jesus, and he's saying, I've told you the one, that's the one is coming, and he's here. You need to follow him. Look at his humility. These men were following John the Baptist. And his teachings. And now John the Baptist is saying, he's here. You need to follow Jesus. And so when they see the, and matter of fact, also, we need to understand that uh, uh, when they heard, behold, the Lamb of God, they recognized this as a reference to the one who takes away the sins of the world. So they understood the reference. They understood the meaning of behind, behold, the Lamb of God. And so we find we find here in the Bible in John that that these two men just completely walked away from John the Baptist and followed Jesus. Imagine how how uh, 
good it must have felt for John the Baptist to see two people coming to know Jesus, two people to believe and just to follow Jesus. And so we see here that they start following Jesus, and Jesus has a question for them. He says, what seek ye? Like, who are you seeking? And they, and with their desire, they said, hey, where, do you, where are you dwelling? They were seeking Jesus. And so they asked Jesus the question, where dwellest thou? And Jesus says, come and see. And they abode with him, meaning this, that this is the whole point of, of them following Jesus. They, they, were, they had a desire to learn uh, from him more. They had a desire to learn from Jesus. They wanted to know more about Jesus. And my heart, my hope in, uh, and in my heart, I believe that most people, when they're saved, they want to know more about Jesus. I know I, I know I did, but I know sometimes as a child of God, we get a, we can let life get in the way and we want to, we don't know more about Jesus. We should have a heart to know more about Jesus. And so John the Baptist, here's the first one to point someone to Jesus, to two people, as a matter of fact. He pointed his two disciples, hey, behold the Lamb of God. Here he is. Here's the man that's to come. Here we find the name of one of those disciples. In verse 40, it says, And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, Peter's brother. He findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. So here we find that Andrew is not only not only was he told by John the Baptist, he has to tell somebody now. And the Bible says that Andrew goes and says, Hey brother, we have found the one. We have found the Messiah. Matter of fact, that means uh, Messiah or Christ means anointed one or God's chosen instrument. Now, I want to uh, clarify something here because I know what some people are thinking. We find here in, uh, in John where uh, Andrew goes and tells his brother. But in Matthew, you will find that the Bible says that Jesus came to Peter and Andrew and them and said, Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Now, some people will say, well, boy, is there a contradiction here? Which, which one's right? Well, they're both right. You see, now, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, I, I want to read this. It's out of, uh, matter of fact, it's out of uh, Vernon McGee's um, commentary. But I, I like what it says. And it talks about, uh, and, the, and I looked up Matthew, and I'm reading out of Matthew chapter 4, where Jesus calls them to be fishers or men. This is what it says. In the Gospels, the Lord makes at least three calls to these men, or perhaps you could say uh, they had three meetings that took place. The first meeting is right here. And so the first time that Jesus comes in contact with them is right here when uh, when Andrew brings Peter to Jesus, and Jesus uh, says, you no, he changes his name and says, you're going to be known as Cephas, which is being interpreted stone. Uh, you'll read that in verse 42. Uh, two of this chapter of chapter one and so and then the second time you'll see him at the sea of galilee and uh where he calls on them to be fishers of men and so we we find that there's meetings here and they are both right but in this meeting here that hey that andrew brings peter to jesus he brings peter to jesus but we also see someone else we see that jesus presents himself to Philip. 
Let's look at verse 44. Now Philip of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter, Philip, uh, oh, sorry, let me let me go back. Verse 43. Uh, the day following, Jesus would go forth un, uh, into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, follow me. So now Jesus goes to Philip and says, hey, follow me. And Philip does. And listen, but, but, but also look what Philip does. Philip is the next one to go around and tell somebody about Jesus. He points someone else to Jesus. And we see verse 45, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So here Philip goes and says, Hey, we have found the man that he is here. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus commands Philip to follow him. And now Philip tells Nathaniel, says, hey, we have found him. We have found the Lord. But notice, uh, notice uh, Philip's question in the first part of verse 46. Not Philip's, but sorry. Notice Nathaniel's question. Let me rephrase that. Nathaniel said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? So, like, really? Is anything good that come out of Nazareth? He questioned it. Listen to what Philip says. Philip says here, basically, Philip says, come and see. Um, so let me get back to where I was. Yeah. Uh, Philip said to him, come and see. And so Nathaniel comes, but matter of fact, Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and saith unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, whom is no guile. Now this is amazing. Nathaniel answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, uh, sorry, Nathaniel said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus, as a matter of fact, so Nathaniel's like, How do you know me? You, you know me? Jesus answers him and said unto him, Behold, that Philip called thee, but before Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. And so Jesus is saying, look, before even Philip came and told you about me, I saw you under the fig tree. I know who you are. Now that should excite everybody. Matter of fact, this even should excite the lost person. God knows who you are, and he cares for you, and he loves you, and he wants you to be saved. And child of God, God knows who you are. He knew us before we were even born. He knew us before we even uh, we were even uh, uh, put in our belly of our of our mother. Hey, he he knew us before then. What a and listen to what how Philip answers in verse forty nine. Nathaniel answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said to thee, I saw thee under the fig tree. Believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. So look look what Jesus says. Hey, you, you believe just because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You haven't seen nothing yet. You know that old song, you ain't seen nothing yet? Uh, that's basically what it was. You ain't seen nothing yet. Verse 51, And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall, open, uh, shall see heaven open, and the angels of God is ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And so he's like, you're going to see something marvelous later on down the road. And so we find here, notice how this happens. John the Baptist, it's a rippling effect. John the Baptist started with his disciples. 
Then one of his disciples started with his brother. Uh, then Jesus said something to Philip, and Philip said something to Nathaniel. And it's a rippling effect that pointing people to Jesus. Pointing people to Jesus. I want to give you three things here before we get off about pointing people to Jesus. It's, we need to understand something about pointing people to Jesus. Number one, pointing people to Jesus is a heart of a true disciple. It should be your, if you're saved here today, it should be your heart's desire to point somebody to Jesus. To point them to the right direction, say, this is the man that's going to take away your sin. This is the man that's going to take away your hurt. This is the man that's going to forgive you. This is the man that's going to give you eternal life. This should be the heart of every true disciple to tell somebody about Jesus to point them in the right direction. Number two, we see that this can cause them to want to learn more. So say you're pointing someone to Jesus and they come to know Jesus, or maybe they do know Jesus and they're saved, but they they have fell off the wagon, they have backslidden, whatever the case may be, you can cause someone to want to learn more. Notice what uh, happened with Andrew and the disciples. They followed Jesus. Why? Because they wanted to know more about him. They wanted to hear Jesus speak. They wanted to learn more. And church, listen, how do we learn more? We learn more by digging into the scriptures. We learn more by allowing the Holy Spirit of God, once you're saved and born again, allowing the Holy Spirit of God to take residence in your life and lead and guide and direct you. And, and by prayer and supplication, we should have a heart desire and number three when you point people to Jesus you can lead them to follow Jesus that Jesus is the their way the truth and the life and so we find here I will I give you three things I give you more than that but pointing people to Jesus it should be the heart of a true disciple if you're a true disciple of Christ it should be your heart's desire to point people to Jesus you can call someone to want to learn more about Jesus and you can lead somebody to follow Jesus. You can be that one that leads someone to the Lord and they get saved. What a blessing is that? Oh, John chapter 1, there's so much in there. There's so much I probably didn't hit on. But I do pray and hope that you got something from this. I'm going to pray and see where the Lord wants to, me to go next. I don't know if he'll keep me in John, uh, in the book of John. Uh, but we will see. And again, I want you to always remember uh, to give God glory because he has always been faithful to you. And so to God be the glory for great things he hath done.